I had a panic attack while driving because I literally was just afraid of being left. Hey everyone, you're listening to Conversations with the Fifth Priest. I'm your host, Selma Enang, and I like having hard conversations about relationships, love, Jesus, fitness, and everything in between. So that's what this podcast is going to do. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Fit Priest. So, I think I'm just going to do like a brief update before we go into what we're talking about today. Um, it is currently three something a.m. where I am, and. I've been avoiding recording the, this episode and well basically the next one that's supposed to go up on the podcast because I think that it just requires like I don't know a lot of vulnerability and honesty right so at the beginning of this month um I couldn't take it anymore mentally so I packed up my bags and I left Abuja. And I've basically just been traveling since since June started, really. And my theme for this month is vacate your life because that's basically what I've done. I've shifted from what is norm up than just gone to other places, really. Um, I also think that I, I really just really got tired of... I mean, so it's in, it's, in two, it's in two parts, right? I'm tired of the general concept of existence, and I'm tired of nigeria right so yeah um let's kindly state that it's not like i have like money (laughs) i'm currently broke so i really don't know how i've been eating But I just want to say, bless my heavenly father for his um, mercies and provision. <laughs> because, t- <laughs> ooh la la. <laughs> okay, let me be serious. Um, but yeah, I really, I really don't know how I've been consuming food. But um, let's thank God for life. You know, in all things, we just, we just, let's just really bless God for life. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's almost the end of June. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out what I'm doing, where I'm at mentally, um, what I want to do, or how I want to execute what I need to do going forward. 
and I think that for me 28 has been a year of basically stirring every single thing that I was holding on to as a fear or the last bits of what I was holding on to as fear and just telling it you know what do your bloody worst my guy so yeah um i hope that at the end of this year i can record a podcast and say that i made it out alive um <laughs> uh, my mental health is currently in shambles um so if you've been wondering why you haven't gotten a letter from me to all of my beautiful people who read the kaiken letters it's because i've been trying to write for four weeks and I can't do it because my brain cannot my brain isn't processing anything and that's one of the reasons why I left because I just I couldn't do anything anymore so yeah so there's anybody out there struggling with the same thing um sometimes just up and leave to be honest but yeah that's not topic for today just giving you guys a life update <sighs> should be asleep to be honest because it's really late here um but yeah i'm hoping that i can publish this podcast on time i'm looking at putting it out at 12 midnight nigerian time so yeah but today's topic is about abandonment abandonment issues actually i had put out a tweet that i was going to talk about this um at some point on the podcast and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it is because a lot of people are struggling with abandonment issues that I don't even think that they know that that's what they're struggling with. And all of the things that abandonment issues have birthed in them, right? And one of the biggest ones um, for me used to be I was afraid of being left, Right? So a lot of times I would stay in situations that didn't serve me or that wasn't good for me because I needed to prove a point that I was good enough for people to stay for. And it's one of the things that um, having abandonment issues births in you. You constantly try to prove a point. Yes, I'm enough for you to stay. Um, so you stay past what is even natural, to be honest. Somebody will be beating you down with experience and showing you that they truly do not like you. And you would stay. Because in your head is, if I can stay past all of this, if I can be here through all of this, um, then this person will see that I'm worth it. And this person will see that I'm worth them giving love to. And... Nothing could be further from the truth. So if you are currently in this thing, um, and I should have stated that abandonment issues can come from you, your parents, your parents or parents leaving you, um, 
either by choice or by death can be from the loss of a loved one in my case it was from my father leaving when i was really young and um it took me a while to get to the place where i saw that the issues or the things that abandonment had birthed in me affected the way in which i dated and interacted um so yeah one of the biggest ones is your need to prove a point and you'd stay in harmful situations mentally physically emotionally for some people yeah physically for some people but most of the time it's all for abandonment issues and for a lot of people mentally and emotionally is is really where it's at right so yeah um the next one is some kind of how do i explain it basically um putting a wall between you and people right putting a wall like an intentional wall because you don't want to get too close you don't want to allow them get too close because everybody leaves in the end right so what's the point um your quickness like in which you get up and leave a situation because you don't want to get too attached so it's kind of like i go show you before you show me type thing (laughs) um another thing that i don't think is spoken about enough is being or being reluctant or unable to commit so sometimes abandonment issues will bet commitment issues in you (laughs) um so yeah and i mean you don't commit because commitment screams long term right and how can you ensure that this person is even going to stay for three months that you're now going to go and do commitments with so yeah you're not about that life (laughs) um another one i think is missed is it's sort of like a need or the urge to attach and connect to emotionally unavailable partners right because people who are emotionally unavailable cannot give you long term they cannot give you consistency right and because of your abandonment issues it works because at least at least i know this one is inconsistent they're not gonna be here so 
make i just did it because at least i'm sure of how this one behaves right so um yeah that's like a few things that abandonment issues can birthing you there's so much more right but that's just like a few things and another thing is abandonment issues also can put you in a place where you pretend not to care about people so that they don't see that ah this one you know this one is attached or cares about me before they take your feed yet so you basically form hard guy that you're really not um yeah i mean i've spoken about show them before they show you so basically pushing somebody away or rejecting a partner before they can reject you because first to do not the pain <laughs> Another thing might also be you struggling to um, feel affection or show affection. And the, one of the biggest ones as well is the just is the consistent um, existing in detachment, right? Because if you can be detached from your relationships and experiences, then you will not be disappointed. Um, so I've never actually said this thing publicly and I'm going to try to explain it on this podcast and it's kind of like in two parts, right? For one, I, I really don't like being touched, right? Like, please don't touch me. Like, keep your hands to yourself. I don't know why people don't, like, people can be so weird. Like, just randomly touching you is very odd for me, Right? That's the first part. The second part is um, I don't like hugs. Like I'm not, I'm not a huggy person. I'm not somebody who wants you to hug them, right? Um, like please don't hug me. I would literally rebuff a hug from a friend. Like, even being able to hug somebody I'm dating, like, it takes a lot of mental conversations, right? Um, I'm, and I'm going to explain how or where this thing was better from. My dad used to be the one man that I hugged when I was growing up, when I was really little, before he left, right? And... There was safety there. And so when he left, that sense of safety kind of broke, right? So for me to let you hug me, or to let anybody hug me, really, um, I have to feel safe, right? I mean, I've gotten better. It's not as bad as it used to be. At least now I can pretend hug. 
sounds so horrible, man. But yeah, um, now I can pretend hug. And by that I mean, I mean somebody who maybe I've been maybe speaking to for a while and I haven't ever met in person and you know the person should oh wow they're excited to meet me and stuff like that I would hug them or like when they reach out for a hug I wouldn't push them away right even in my head like it's mad uncomfortable like I would try for the few and I promise you like I'm counting seconds in my head and I would now like motion to push back right but aside from that um i think that in my life there are only maybe three or four people that genuinely hug or let them hug me right and one of those people is my mom um if i get emotional in this podcast go with it guys one of them is my mom because my mom might have her issues and her like misunderstandings here and there but there's safety with my mother like no matter what happens in my life no matter where I am no matter how bad things are I know that this person will not harm me, right? And she will always be there. And mom doesn't leave. And she's the only one. I was there when my father left and she stood her ground. She took care of us. So there's safety with my mother. So, if she reaches out to hug me, I mean, my mom knows I'm very weird (laughs) with affection. And I'm not, like, someone who is gonna, oh, mommy, let me hug you. I mean, there are times I even go, mom, come, let me hug you. So, ah, wow, look at you. (laughs) But, yeah. um, So, hugs for me are about safety. And it has a lot to do with my childhood and um, the abandonment issues that my father leaving had birthed in me. So, like I said, I've never said this publicly. Um, But yeah, all (laughs) 30,000 something people of you now know. But yeah, um, the other three people are friends of mine, and it's mostly because they've seen me at points that nobody else has, to be very honest, and... I know that these people are here and they stay, do you understand? I can trust them to not go. And so that's that's what safety, like, like hugs and safety are for me. Um, 
and i think i've said it a lot or i've spoken about her a few times but one of those people is ruth um I know that no matter how sometimes stuff is with me and how how rocky our friendship can be, she's consistent and there's safety with Ruth, no matter what happens. Um, So yeah. So abandonment issues can bet a lot of things. Um, um, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. So I was seeing somebody at some point um, a while back, and we had had this misunderstanding. And to be honest, it wasn't one of those things that you break off for or leave for and I remember him hinting at oh he wanted to break up and it's calm and we don't have to do this anymore and I drove to his place and I had like had palpitations and I was literally like shaking and I had a panic attack from like just being afraid of being left right and I remember like going back and sitting down and doing like a lot of introspection and I talk about it a lot, how like I, I introspect a lot because I spend a lot of time with myself. And I remember just sitting back and thinking about it, and, and I'm like, why was I so afraid of, oh yeah, I'm not doing this anymore, right? Because the way that I am and the way that I live my life is people come and go right and it's calm do you understand and i think that i've had to develop that or i've come to that mindset because of how like dynamic my life has been and like i say i've lived many lives (laughs) but yeah um i've come to enjoy people for the experiences that they are a lot i'm not one of those people who lives seven eight ten years into the future right i'm a right now person because we might not even be alive tomorrow do you understand and so um i'm good on how i treat you how you treat me what we're doing where we're at like how we're literally just like enjoying the moment that we're existing in and how to make stuff better and all of that. Um, so when people ask me stuff like, oh, oh, I meet someone and they are like speaking already into like three years into the future. And I'm just like, I don't know, for a lot of people that might be cute, 
but for me it's really not um i find it flattering that you see me in your future and all of that um but i'm also one of those people who doesn't function on excitement right because people do that thing a lot like they meet you they're really excited so they start speaking things like oh wow when you know what like you know in like maybe one year because i know that i don't function on excitement and if i speak <clears throat> if i speak about somebody in my future i'm i, I mean it's a definite thing for me like i'm speaking definitely because i'm going to do the work that ensures that you're in my life in the next one year right so i'm not i don't function on excitement and i think that a lot of people do maybe because i understand the realities of what friendships relationships commitments and all of that look like um i don't exist in ideas yeah that's that's another way to put it i don't exist in ideas or the ideas of a person or an experience of them i don't i don't do that so um yeah I had a panic attack and when i was you know introspecting i'm like it doesn't make sense that i was like the entire works guys like my heart pounding against my chest i felt like i was going to die i couldn't breathe and i'm like why I mean, great people, like, you know, breakups are hard and all of that, but why did I feel the way that I did, right? And by unpacking it, introspecting, um, going to therapy and really, like, trying to unearth, like, the abandonment issues that I have and, well, had as well. It really exposed that the tears and the panic attack was not because of the person per se, right? It was because of what surrounds being left. I don't know if this makes sense. Um, it was because of how I see leaving, right? And it's coming from my childhood and where I've existed or where I've come from, right? So the panic attack wasn't because, oh my God, this is the greatest human being I've ever been with. I can't die. No, it wasn't that. It was the idea that, oh my God, I'm being abandoned and I'm being left so it takes you back to the first time that you remember being left and being abandoned and what that looks like which is for me is my father leaving and that is what the panic attack was about right and having like come through a lot of like the issues that abandonment issues (laughs) so many issues in one sentence anyways having come through like a lot of that and unearthing so many things and dealing with them and you know really just growing and letting go of stuff um 
I think that it's important that you recognize what parts of you and your life have been affected by abandonment issues, what they have or what it has birthed in you, and you do the work to heal, you know, introspect, go to therapy, do a lot of praying. Um, I remember a few years ago, something had happened with someone and I was in a really dark place and I remember just praying about it and I'm like, God, I can't, I can't do this, man. Like, this is way too much stress. <laughs> and if you guys know me, I, I don't like stress. <laughs> I'm a lazy person. Like, I'm not a lazy person. I, let me explain. I'm a really hardworking person when it comes to money, my goals, kind of life I want, the future, you know, money, soft life. <laughs> I'm a really hardworking person in this department. But those are the only things I'm hardworking at. <laughs> Everything else, yeah, please don't stress me. And to be honest, really working to make money is, is stressful, do you understand? But I don't really like poverty. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's literally the motivation to do that work. But anything else outside of that, like, if you know me, like, most people that know me know, I'm, I'm genuinely a lazy person outside of these things. I've, I cannot. Don't do it. If, like, like my friends say, anything that is going to stress, like, Selma will find 600 million solutions before she, she like, willingly jumps into a stressful something. Like, I can't. But, yeah. And I remember praying about it, and I'm just like, God, I can't do this thing. Like, I can't. This is too much for me. Right? And I think I've said, I've said this thing before. I remember being in like being taken all the way back and standing in a room with that girl who is still five years old and she's sitting in a corner in in the pool of her own tears waiting to be rescued and that five-year-old girl in the corner in your dark room in the pool of her tears is me stuck in the part of my life when all of these things were planted and if I never heal I would never leave there so I would go years ahead and be in my 30s but that little girl will still be stuck in that room sitting in the dark because I haven't done the work that I need to to evolve from there and I remember, like, seeing this thing, and this like, I don't know what to call it, but I wasn't asleep when it happened, when I prayed and stuff. And that was the first um, time that I plunged back into therapy for this particular thing, right? I've been in therapy years before that, but going to therapy specifically for this, that was the first time that happened. And so I'm making this podcast 
because I know that somebody needs to hear this. I know that somebody needs to begin to heal. Um, And so I want you to know that it's not your fault if you have abandonment issues. It's not your fault that you're in a place where the things that it has birthed has affected you in relationships that you ordinarily wanted but didn't know how to because you keep getting in your own way right but it's your fault if you never do anything about it it's your fault if you don't find help it's your fault if you don't grow and it's your fault if you take all of this and finally maybe or end up with somebody if you intend to get married or be in a long-term relationship whatever your arrangement is really um it's your fault if you take all of this and go and be with somebody else and maybe even now decide to birth children into that situation it's your fault because whoever it is that you are as a friend is who you are in a relationship in a marriage and as a parent and i don't think that this last one is talked about a lot but whoever you are you can be a parent obviously you care about your child you you better them take care of their bills but the person that shows up in the friendship as the detached unemotional unaffectionate person is going to be the person that shows up as a parent it's your fault if you don't heal It's your fault if you listen to this podcast and still decide not to do anything about it. It's not your fault it happened, but it's your fault if you stay the exact same way with the exact same issues that have probably ended relationships, both platonic and romantic, with people that you really cared about. So yeah, um i hope this helps i probably do another podcast episode about abandonment issues but i hope this helps please subscribe share like tell your family friends enemies girlfriend mother brother sister (laughs) and i will see you on the next episode of conversations with the fit priest bye